James E. Faust said, Honesty is more than not lying. It is truth-telling, truth-speaking, truth-living, and truth-loving. But it seems these days the world has a tenuous relationship with the truth. Fake news, clickbait, social media gloss, and emails from Nigerian princes all lead us to wonder where the truth hides. Individual and interpersonal honesty breed respect and trust. Being honest with oneself opens up new possibilities for growth. But is honesty always the best policy? Is there a time and place for white lies? How can we trust ourselves or others if we cannot count on their word? Can individual perspectives lead to multiple viable versions of the truth? This is The Mind Spark. This is Daniel. Welcome to The Mind Spark. I'm here with Billy and Jason, and today we're talking about honesty. Um, so I looked up how, how frequently people lie, and there's been a few studies about it, and I'm sure that there are different results. Um, there was one study that found that the average number of lies told per day is around 1.65. And it's funny because this person says, this strikes me as surprisingly low. I have the feeling that many participants were lying about the extent <laughs> of their lying, that, <laughs> that it's actually happening a lot more than that. Um, only 40.1% of the sample reported telling a lie in the last 24 hours. Which I think if you look back, I, like I said, I think it's so integrated into our communication sometimes. But it's just accepted. It's accepted, and you need to also understand that people are kind of painting a prettier picture for you, for your sake and for their own, than is really the case. Um, that's why I'm saying... If, if you were to commit to 100% honesty at all times, um, it, it can't just happen from you. You have to expect the same from everyone and be willing to accept that. You have to be willing to have people tell you, I don't like your face today. You know, I don't like the way you act. I don't like what you said. And just be like, okay, I, I, I understand. I take that. I, I really value honest talk and bluntness and being forthright with people, but at the same time, I think it's so integrated into our communication with one another that we're not 100% honest with each other, and it would be detrimental if you were. So, so a driving force is to be accepted, right? Well, think about last the last episode, we talked about the room where they're going around and people are saying you know, their accomplishments, and it's getting to the last guy, and he's sitting there going, I really haven't done much. In that moment, he's going to either fabricate something or embellish something to make it sound better than it is because he wants to be accepted by the group. And it's out of fear of being singled out or being lesser than or something like that. So it comes to him and he's like, well, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm actually in line for a huge promotion. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably gonna, you know. Where at? I was watching Mama Lala, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I've never heard of them." Well, you should. Well, you may, maybe you're not in the right conversations yet to hear about it. But yeah, it's a pretty big deal, yeah. you know. And it's totally like either an yes. embellishment or total BS, and people do that all the time, all the time. So, I, and I wonder, is that something that's always existed, or is that something that has relatively within the last decade? really blown out of proportion and I I've 
talked to you guys about this before, but reality TV, isn't that what that's all about? Well, I think technology is like the advent to, to has, has, has laid the groundwork for everyone to be more in the spotlight. I mean, you can have interactions with celebrities through Twitter, you know, you can have interactions with a whole bunch of people from your high school more than when you were in high school and talked to them through Facebook, right? And we we have a world where we talk about, oh, you know, take a selfie, but use this filter because it gets rid of blemishes. Use this that tones you up. Use this that makes you look taller or, or something. But I think that's always ingrained in us. I mean, look at, you know, you know companies coming over, what's the first thing you're going to do? Tidy up the house. You know, you're going out to eat someplace nice, what are you going to do? Dress up. Mm, you know, true. we think, you know, we, we naturally do these things where we want to be our best self and put our best face but forward. I, I think now, because of technology, we're more under a microscope than ever before. That's the irony of it, though. The, now we have more data, more access, more communication than ever, and yet we have this tremendous problem with our relationship with the truth. It's it's a lot easier to embellish, to lie, to uh, flat out change reality than it ever has been in the past. And yet you'd think that with more access, more information, that it would be harder to hide things. It would be harder to lie. So that brings me back to, is it also part of laziness? Not on the part of the person embellishing, but also the people around them not following up on it and looking up those things or catching them in their embellishment and saying, hey, what are you talking about? This never happened, or you were never there, or... Or is it is it taught to us? Look at the... I know, I, I don't want to get into fake news, but look at how enticing advertisement and news articles are. We, we want people to be drawn into our narrative that we've created, and we'll use whatever data to point to point out that that narrative is true. And we never say, is this the actual truth? And truth requires you to have multiple perspectives, multiple points of view, in order to see and evaluate where you're actually standing, what is really going on. Yeah, I think, um, like, I know that you said you didn't want to go into fake news, and I don't really want to get there a whole lot either, but uh, that's kind of the role of the journalist, right? Their, their job has always been to be, to produce things that people want to read, but also to fact check things. And to kind of be like, well, so-and-so said this, is this really true? Were they really in this conflict? Did they really have these experiences? We did some research and turns out that yeah, or turns out that no. Um, they've embellished this significantly. Turns out that they didn't actually, you know, yeah. sink a ship on their own. You know, that they weren't even in combat. You know, <laughs> that's always been kind of the the duality of of the journalist. I think is on the one hand wanting to get readers, subscribers, and get clicks now now that everything's online, but also make sure that they're not just making up stuff, making sure that there's some semblance of integrity in that. That's a difficult balance to maintain right now, I think. So that's that's more towards 
kind of commercialism, right? Right. So how do we bring that to more of a personal level with us and with our friends? Well, I, I find that the problem I have um, with myself is when I find that I tell myself a different narrative than the truth of a situation or my abilities or where I stand because I don't want to face the fact that I need to change or I was wrong. It's much easier to say uh, this other person wronged me or that person makes me so angry when they do X or you know my boss did this or at work or something. I think there's something about we give up our ability to control ourselves and say some external force now has that ability because it's much easier and you don't have to worry about changing. So we are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but when we talk, you know, we, we've talked about failure and the importance to recognize it's okay to fail. Once you fail, but in order to recognize it, and once you fail, you, you need to be honest with yourself. You, and, and it's okay to say, you know, my ability wasn't enough, or my plan sucked, or I'm not very good at having these kind of interactions, or I get really nervous around people, and I tend to embellish. And then when we become friends, and they find out who I really am, and they're like, I don't want to be friends with you. You're not what you sold me, you know? And who you are is okay. It's the discrepancy in who we present ourselves to be and who we really are. That's the problem. It occurs to me that um, that lies and, and honesty serve a social purpose also. What, at what point do you cross from telling a white lie that's seemingly harmless that will maybe keep someone from their feelings getting hurt? And when does it become misleading? When does it become detrimental? At what point are you enabling by saying, no, you, you sing really well. That's a, light, a white lie that, you know, you're protecting someone from being like, look, you're terrible. <laughs> if you were just open and 100% honest all the time, um, I don't know that that would do well in society. I don't know that you would function well. I think that people would not like that after a while. Another factor of that, and you kind of brought that up, is we jump in and out of two different stages that we're on. We, we jump in to the stage where we're with our closest friends uh, maybe at work or school or whatnot, and there's a different degree of honesty with them versus when we go home to a family, then there's another degree of honesty there, and then we jump onto social media, and then there's a whole new level of honesty with those people. And I would bet that most people have three different degrees of honesty with all those, and they're not the same. And so when you're jumping in and out of those constantly, even if you're sitting at dinner with a family member and you're on social media on your phone, you're being two different people at the exact same time at two different levels of honesty with those two different groups of people. Yeah, I can see that. I but isn't that necessary? Well, I wouldn't. It, 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 I don't know. It's, Is it? 
and it has to be difficult, right? Well, I think you have to have judgment and discretion. I think you can't lay out your heart and all your feelings and fears and emotions on social media or else I'm going to laugh at your post and think <laughs> you're kind of crazy. And that but, probably happens, But with right? a family member or a close friend, you can get into the nitty-gritty, hey, as I feel, and you become vulnerable. When you open up and you're totally honest, you're becoming vulnerable. And that's why people don't like to do that very often. Or they like to do it only, I'll show you my best honesty. But just imagine okay. if you did that in a business meeting. Just imagine if they were like, okay, well, welcome to the meeting. How are you doing today? Well, honestly, I'm feeling a little self-conscious about my weight. And I don't know if I'm getting the same feelings from my family that I once had. It'd be like, whoa. You, know? <laughs> you don't need to be that honest with us. You don't need to be that open. This is not the time or place, right? Well, I brought donuts today. Well, <laughs> apparently we're not having those. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> you know? but, but I do see... <laughs> people not being able to transition between those and they will do that at a meeting or something and you'll be like I, I feel awkward around this person I, I you have to watch what you ask this person because he is open and honest with everything and so well, then they feel kind of you know withdrawn well, do, you, do you feel like those people maybe don't have a place to have that outlet yeah. so they use that's why they work. use social media also when they get oversharing when it's TMI on social media it's because they lack a relationship where they can help like in a healthy way share those thoughts and feelings and so they go and they say all right world buckle up because I'm gonna spill everything right here and then they get all these you know comments of support from friends and stuff oh hang in there or whatever but that's great but at the same time it's like is is are you getting what you really need from that? Are you getting the reciprocation that you need from that kind of open honesty? I don't think you are because what you're well, getting is people going, they're looking at their screen going, jeez, <laughs> this person. And then they're like, oh, hang in there, dude. You can do it. Sending you positive vibes. Yeah, and it's like when they turn, they're like, check this person out, you know? <laughs> and it, it, it's not, it's not, Fulfilling what you actually need. Those relationships where even if it's a friend, a, a co-worker, a family member, a spouse, whatever it may be. A, a counterfeit, in this sense, a counterfeit re relationship or outlet almost never gives you the result you want. Um, and, so, and so a person like that, we've all, we've all read or heard or talked with the single... Not just the single individual who's single in relationship, but the single that's super desperate, you know, to get a date or to find a wife or to have a family. They're on step five of their plan in their mind, but step one hasn't been solved. And step one is you need to learn to calm the freak down and talk to people and just make friends. But they're so busy trying to make a spouse yeah. or eternal companions that the friends are weirded out they're like you're on level three i'm just on one i just want to go get coffee can someone have integrity without being a hundred percent honest no well no at least honest with yourself because integrity means 
that you can stand by whatever your actions are, whether private or public. But that doesn't mean you can't have discretion on how you act privately and public. So for example, privately, I can tell you what I really feel about my uncle, you know? When I'm with my uncle, I may not tell him exactly what I told you, and that's okay as long as you can defend it if either party finds out, you know? Like, I wouldn't say, ah, that sounds manipulative. Never mind. It does but sound, I, I, I it's not integrity. No, right? but I say, if I say to you, hey, you know, I, I really don't like cheeseburgers, and we go to a cheeseburger place, and while I'm there, I can say, you know, even though I don't like cheeseburgers, I'll get one because you all are getting a cheeseburger. That doesn't mean you're not, you don't have integrity. That doesn't make but you a liar. That's also inconsequential. Like, it doesn't really matter if you get a burger or not. But I think it's the same in life. Like, if you're, if you're dating somebody and you don't like them, well, you should be honest about that. <laughs> Never mind, you should be honest. That one's important. That's true. I'm it's just thinking about a situation where maybe you're not being honest in order to protect someone else or in order to uh, say, all right, well, in the long run, I can't share my entire thoughts about this because it will be detrimental to the long run success of something. But I'm, I'm you know, it's it's a mixed bag because I can see it going the other way. I, I I see parenting sometimes parents who feel such compassion and love for their child that they're unwilling to let them fail. They're unwilling to teach them you need to improve on this or this behavior is not enough and they think everything is allowable, they're just a free spirit, allow mm -hmm. them to roam free in the prairies of the world, and then they, they don't have a compass, they don't know how to overcome challenges, and later in life, you've actually crippled them through your compassion and your love. And, and we think that love is always nice. It's okay that sometimes love is, hey, Jason, I wanna tell you something difficult. Every time you open your mouth, it smells funny, dude. You need to brush your teeth, crying out loud. You know, that's a much easier conversation to have when you're two than when you're 32, you know? And there's a lot of things that we let go out of compassion or it's cute or it's funny. And then at some point it becomes a problem and we think, well, that's just how they are. And that's not really the case. Sometimes someone has not been taught there's boundaries, there's discretions, there's a time to act a certain way, and there's a time not to. This, something I've been thinking about is, I think we need to be honest with the person as far as how we deliver, or even what I'm thinking is when we deliver the honest feedback. In fact, I think more people should say, you know what, honestly, I'm not ready to give you that kind of feedback. Let me think about it, uh, internalize it or whatever. Let me come back to you on that because I think we should probably talk about that. But right now, honestly, I'm not ready to share because... Either the maybe, message is not ready. Yeah, maybe how it's going to come out. I'm not ready and it might hurt you to hear this. And maybe we just need that pause in time 
where you don't know what I'm going to say, but you know I'm going to say something that's going to be maybe constructive. And you're like, oh, what is he going to say? You know, is it because of this? And now you have the opportunity to think about the situation, you know, differently. But I think we're, we're, we're too quick because of like text messaging. Someone texts you and you're like, oh, I got to reply real quick. No, you don't. Think about it, digest it, and go, you know what? I don't have an answer right now. I will get back to you, and it will probably be a better, more informal answer if I do have that time. And I think too often we're too quick, like you were saying on social media, oh, it's going to be okay. Well, maybe you should take a walk over there, knock on their door, or pick up the phone and actually call them instead and let give it some time and actually respond to them later. Every once in a while you see someone on one of those posts say, hey, I just DM'd you. I just sent you a direct message. <laughs> that means that's someone who's saying, I'm in the inner circle. I know what's happening here. And I'm not just going to put some token comment out there. I just sent you a direct message. I want to get real. Whether it's saying, hey, what the heck is going on? Tell me. Like, yeah. Tell me, explain to me what's happening, or I need to talk to you in a more private environment, right? Every once in a while you'll see something like that, and I'm like, because when I see that, I'm like, okay, this person's actually going to get some actual help, some right. actual feedback. It's interesting, though, you talk about taking a minute to kind of process things, and I'm thinking about if you're providing honest feedback, how, how can you position yourself to be a good and reliable source for honest feedback so when people come to you um, you they're they're willing to listen to what you say and also when you go to them to provide feedback they're willing to listen to it I think if you're not in a good spot to provide that um, if you have been dishonest if you are not reliable if you lack integrity and you go and you say hey I, I need to tell you some harsh truth here um, da, 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 they will not take it They'll push it back on you. Well, you told me one time, you know, it'll become this thing and it, it creates conflict. There's a certain amount of preparation that goes into this. There's a certain amount of maintaining your own level of honesty, maintaining those relationships from your standpoint that you have a responsibility over. Whether they're coming to you to ask for help, whether they're coming to you to ask for your honesty, or whether you're going to them to say, hey, I've noticed this and we need to address this. If you aren't in a good spot, whether you're prepared or whether you've prepared the ground to receive that kind of feedback, it will not go well. And I think a lot of people start conflict when they think they're prepared, when they think that they have a relationship that they don't have, and they go in and they say, hey, listen, uh, honest truth, da 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 you know? And people are like, whoa, where are you coming from with this? Who are you to tell me that? That response would never come if they had respect for that person, if they knew that person had their best interests in mind. That response only comes when it's like, I don't trust you, I don't respect you, or not to that level, right? There's a certain amount of preparation that goes into that, I think. Yeah. I think, I think also you need to realize that honesty to what end? Like, what's your motive? What's the purpose of it? And, and I think... You need to know yourself, your objective, the situation, you know, because there's there's a time to say, 
hey, you know, you're, you're dressed inappropriately to speak at a ceremony, right? And there's a time where you're dressed like a goofball, but I don't care, we're just going fishing, you know? And I think sometimes you have to separate uh, kind of, you have to separate your own preferences and your own intricacies and let people also be individuals and, and be patient. Not, not you know, in, in the path of improvement, in the path of mastery, in the growth mindset, in, in, this, in this path of life that we're on to get better, you have to be aware that for every fault you see in someone else, you need to be mindful of your own faults. And it's not an excuse to say, don't ever criticize someone else because you have your own fault. But you have to find balance. I wonder, does 100% honesty, does it matter who it comes from? Oh, yeah. It matters for the recipient because we, especially when, when somebody gives us corrective honesty or, or feedback, you can get very defensive and it can hurt your pride and it's supposed to. It's not, you know, I think sometimes people feel like the, the method I receive feedback it is great. I always take it. I become better and, and I love feedback. And it's, well, you're probably not getting real feedback because <laughs> real feedback should really test the waters a little bit. It should really shake things up. For people to open up to you, that you have to be a certain type of person that also shares your faults as well. You have to be vulnerable. Yes. You have to say, you know what? Something like that happened to me in the past where someone came to me and pointed this out and at first, you know, I didn't like what he said, but then when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I could do, you know, something better. I could improve. And so I, I see how that could relate to this situation with you and maybe if you did this so it's it's how we communicate if we communicate like that where it's like you're not coming in that you know it all but hey I have experience I've had a similar situation or a situation like that where I had a fault and that's why I'm sharing this with you because I think it could help and then you won't have to be miserable like I was at one point before someone pointed it out to me. There's also a certain aspect of, like you've heard people say, this is my truth. Um, there's a certain aspect of your perception of what occurs, how you understand how things happened or went down, and you internalize that as this is truly what, what happened. And then someone else who experienced the same thing might view it very differently. So what is truth? Who's being honest? Who's telling the truth? If you need to be honest with yourself first, you're saying, okay, this is what I saw. This is what happened. Honestly, this is what I would represent to anyone who asked me. And then the person right next to you is like, okay, but I didn't, I, I didn't see that happen, you know? Um, I saw it very differently. I don't think his intonation was mean at all. That's not the truth. You're not, you're not telling the truth, right? Well, that's my truth. 
And then what have we done here? We've created this like multiverse of truth. It's like, what actually occurred? Was it, what is truth? Is it perception or is it like a factual account of what occurred and who, who decides whether that's if factual? If a tree falls in the woods <laughs> and no one's there to hear it, they don't really... But you, but you see that a lot because someone might watch the same news clip or something and they see someone say something and they're like, finally, someone's speaking the truth. And someone else saying, uh, no, he, the way that they put that is false. Is not, that's not accurate. You know, that, that's not true. And I think it, it gets really complicated when you start bringing individual aspects into it. Even within yourself, how you perceive things has a huge impact on what you determine to be true or false. Um, so. It, that, that to me seems to be a difficult thing to overcome when you're trying to say, I need to be honest with myself, I need to be clear with myself. Uh, it doesn't mean necessarily to be hard on yourself, it just means to not deviate from what you personally experienced. Now, that's the thing. Is that the same as what someone else personally experienced? Yeah. So if you're being truthful with yourself, you're also telling yourself, this might not be the only way. You, if you're being truthful in yourself, you're saying, yeah, what are you saying? You're, <laughs> saying, you're accepting that there might be other viewpoints, well, right? You also, you're also, you also need to be truthful in the sense that as I have learned what I know now is more than I learned yesterday, what will I know tomorrow? And that kind of leaves the door open that even though I accept this truth, I leave the door open that this can get better. Or... I can be open to a new point of view and that's okay you know sometimes the principles we live, believe in life they don't change like being kind to others like being honest being loyal being hard worker the situations around our lives change and our experiences change and sometimes people want to chuck out the principles because our experiences doesn't match well, I was kind to that person and they never loved me. They took advantage of me. I'm just going to be a bitter Gus now. I hate women. And you see that. And it's, it's not kindness that was the problem. It was the other person taking advantage of you. And because they did it doesn't mean the next person will. But we, we deal in these absolutes in life, especially nowadays with social media. We want... To know one thing now that we can apply the rest of our lives. And what life is telling you and what a growth mindset says, what you know now, apply it the best you can until you find a better tool and pick that one up and apply that one the best you can. And it becomes this little ladder of growth and then you realize, wow, I feel empowered. I feel committed. I feel, you know, happy. And the people that feel stuck and they get bitter at the world are the ones that say, I learned this one thing and I apply it to everything and it doesn't work, so everything else must be the problem. You know? Well, and to me, a huge part of being honest with yourself is also saying, recognizing that my perception of this might be different than other people. Other people may have seen this differently. Like you said, I'm going to apply this in my current understanding, in my current context, for me, this is how I'm going to see that, and I have to be blunt with myself about that. 
but I do need to leave it open to understand that someone else might see it differently. And how do I understand that person when they say, no, this is the truth? How do I not just say, no, you're wrong, my truth is right? I have to kind of look at it and say, okay, uh, I see where you're coming from. I did not perceive it that way, but I understand that you did perceive it that way. If you're 100% honest with yourself, you also have to give other people the leeway to maybe have perceived it differently than you. You need to give them the opportunity to and, interpret it, and interpret also, what occurred. And you need to also own. understand that their feelings towards what for you may not be something that adds value are relevant. It's like if you give a child a balloon animal, you may not care about balloon animals. They may actually creep you out. But you give it to a child and they are happy they love that balloon animal that's that's some real emotions and feelings now you can understand that the balloon animal is not really an animal you can understand the latex behind it you can understand how to make it you can understand that balloon animals were actually created in a factory used somewhere else that are bad oppressing people and, and you could uh, tie all these things but to that child and their limited understanding of that animal it's the most wonderful thing in the world and sometimes in our interactions we may think well I don't really care about tuna I like tuna sandwiches and someone else can say I really don't like tuna because of the dolphin issue and I you know and they can get all worked up and that could be something really important to them and because it doesn't affect you or you've never you don't believe that point of view you could just dismiss and we tend to dismiss each other more than our ideas we, we don't talk very much about our ideas and we just start dismissing people and labeling people and treating people different and thinking, you know, we're just these varying categories of humans. So we often criticize science for saying, we found something, this is truth. And then 10 years later, they say, actually, we found this. Everything we knew is false and this is truth, <laughs> right? And, and so it's like, well, how do we know that's not that's the truth? And then in ten more years, you're not going to discredit that. What is truth? Right. How are you being honest with us? Well, we we ran the math, and this time it came out this way. Yeah, but it could run out, come out differently once you know more. That's the thing. When you're talking about truth and you're talking about context, even you say you know there are certain things about the universe that are just the way it is. Gravity is a fact. You go, you jump up, you're going to come back down. That's how we understand it, in our context, right? Well, I, I think it's human nature to want to sit still and not advance. Because sometimes with the, with the science and the truth, I get caught up in that all the time. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that eggs, eggs are good for you now? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're saying eggs are good and, and cholesterol, there's good kind of cholesterol? You know, and you, you're like, what are you going to tell me tomorrow? Okay? Why don't you just tell me, and you, and you want to just know one thing that you can apply forever. But it's almost the same thing in religion. Most people get stagnant in their religion, whatever it is, and they are unwilling to accept that it can change. And to my understanding, to all the religions I know, none of them tell you to stay the same. None of them. They all tell you to become more than you are, be better, either towards a goal, towards enlightenment, towards perfection, 
towards you know unification with with the next realm whatever it's all a process of changing um and and it's funny because you know the 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 two most changing things in our lives whether it's our religious beliefs or our science are both pushing us to progress <laughs> but we use them to attack each other as if one will out discredit the other you know and I like to think about it as honesty in self but it's really hard to apply it in self and not understand all these external parts of honesty like how social media plays into it how our relationships how getting feedback how do you know how do we view what we know now what we will know tomorrow well that's the crazy thing the perspective I know this to be true because I experienced this I know this to be true over here because I experienced this and they go head to head and they don't equal but they're both being honest you know what I mean yeah. they're both truths from different points of view which is basically saying if you're honest with yourself you you're telling yourself I don't know everything and I will never know anything everything but with the help of people around me and myself we can find the truth and be more honest and I think that that's the key is that there is a difference between honesty and truth truth is something that we're seeking truth is something that we're after and in the meantime we have to be honest with what we know and where we're at in that continuum you know what I mean yeah. you you are telling the truth as it pertains to you and your perspective right now this is what I know oranges are orange and someone on another planet might say no dude oranges are blue we're both being honest we're both telling our truth so what is the truth are oranges orange or blue well maybe we don't know yet maybe it's just our perception but we're not being dishonest by disagreeing on that I, I, I think the takeaway is think about honesty try things learn about yourself and be open to the fact that when you hear from someone else something you don't like they could be honest about that you know I think we discredit each other's feelings and our differences so quickly because we can't honestly feel what they feel and so we think, oh, that must not matter. Well, look, there's people walking on the street for gay rights. Well, it's not a belief I have. So those people must be wrong. Or I can't understand why they like what they like. So I'll just discredit it and throw it aside. Well, is there something you like that if put out in the public view, and if they couldn't understand it, they throw that out, how would you feel? Yeah, we, we jump to the conclusion, we jump to the idea that they didn't take the time to think about their decision. And we're like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, they're protesting this. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. And right away, we instantly judge that they did not take the time to think about what they're doing. They're just getting behind this just to be doing something. But we are honestly not thinking about hey, maybe they've done this for years. Maybe they have a reason why they're doing this. 
But we discredit it it so quickly, don't we? Yeah, and whatever it is, it's their reality. And they feel so strongly about it that they need to share it with everyone. And so instead of immediately discrediting it, um, give people a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. Try to understand where is this person coming from? Why Why might this be their perception of the way the world is? Am I exacerbating that? Am I making it worse? Am I contributing to the things that are pushing them out into the street with picket signs? Uh, and how can I start a dialogue? And that's kind of, you know, we hope that by talking about this type of stuff, that people will talk about it more, think about it more, you know, follow us on social media, make comments there and Facebook, Instagram, whatever it may be. Uh, give us your feedback. What, what, do, what do you think about honesty? What do you think about truth? What do you think about your contributions to a more honest society or a, a society that is willing to confront the varying different truths that are out there to find a little more understanding? Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The MindSpark Podcast and on Twitter at The MindSpark, where we post articles, photos, quotes, and look for the link to the podcast in the description. Hi, my name is Jean. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not a pygmy goat, but I sound like one. <laughs> Wait, you're not a pygmy goat? I don't know. <laughs> What's your spirit animal? Uh, I think an aardvark. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like to think that's that a my, shout out to my Henry, by the way. I like to think that my my spirit animal is something tough, something awesome, like a wolf or a bear. But I have the feeling it's more like an otter. No, they no, like water. Because an otters are cool too. <laughs> I don't like water that much. <laughs> You're more like a turkey. <laughs> If he's being honest with himself. Like, out of all the school of sardines, you're the one on the side flipping the wrong way. That's my spirit animal? Not just a sardine, but just an unusual sardine. Something picked out by natural selection. (laughs) My spirit animal is extinct. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't Uh, make it. My spirit animal is a woody member. Because, uh... I'm gonna have to think. I'm gonna think long and hard about my spirit animal. I know you're supposed to like take ayahuasca or something and then find your spirit animal, <laughs> peyote. But I'll, I'll just think about it instead. <laughs> I'll find a YouTube quiz of my spirit. I'll animal. just drink like a YouTube of Google quiz. Three energy drinks and then just <laughs> lay down and <laughs> have an experience. This is all going after the end, by the way. Except for the sardine. <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the art bark in. I've seen an art bark, but they're like mini elephant anteaters. They're like a mix between an anteater and an elephant. That's what you think you are? An art bark? No, I'll send you a picture of where you are later. Whoa. Dude, I'm going to bring a charge capacitor and you get to no, touch I've it. I've done that. I took apart one of those little. Uh, cameras that you wind up oh, yeah. and I took the capacitor and I held my finger in oh it hurts so bad it hurts so bad worst experience of electricity of my life I took a part of vacuum 
And I was trying to figure out how I could use the motor and put it into something to like make, to make a, a hoverboard. And you're trying to make a go kart. I took the whole thing apart and I was holding the switch to turn it on. And I flipped the switch, but I was holding the back of it. It was plugged into the wall. So I flipped the switch and I'm like, oh! And my whole arm contracted all the muscles. And I was like, oh! Oh! And until it fell out of my hand. If that's the only reason that I'm here today. You probably have a heart murmur now. It's because it fell out of my hand. I was like, oh my gosh. The white blocks around the corner. Everything okay? Yeah, everything's no. good. <laughs> Luckily, I was like 17. Uh, yeah. So, so you could still heal from yeah, your heart. Exactly. It, I think if anything had happened from that, we'd know by now. Maybe I'm this way because of that. Maybe that's why you're this way.